0: Hey everybody, it's Root here, the Gnome Warlock, with tons of impy power to make the raid go round.
1: Hi, and this is Freckleface, little gnome with the big mouth.
0: And coming up in today's full-length podcast, we're going to answer some listener questions, talk about some uh, add-ons and some auction house tips, and what else we we doing, Freckleface?
1: We're also going to discover some secrets of a guild master, mm-hmm. as well as do our Word of the Week and some other fun stuff.
0: Outstanding! That is really great. So tell me, Freckleface, what is going on with you this week in the World of Warcraft?
1: Well, this week I earned the achievement called the Deadliest Catch. And to do that, it requires you to fish up Gazrenka and Zulgarub. And it wasn't as hard as I thought it'd be. It just kind of required going in the instance once, uh, picking up a quest, going back out, turning it in, and going back in, kind of doing the quest again. And then I fished it up, and I got the achievement.
0: Well, that is great. I remember I was with you in that little raid group as I kind of hung out over by the auction house. So that was kind of fun to be part of that, even though I was nowhere near you.
1: And this week I also um, bought my Ice Mammoth, which I did do a short cast about earlier this week. Um, but I was very pleased with that.
0: You did, and there was an awesome little screen uh, capture you did there. We're kind of looking up at you, way on top of that big old mammoth. That was awesome.
1: So what is going on with you, Ruth? Well... It seems that I got a lot of
0: PvP achievements this week, even though I don't PvP a lot. I'm starting to get trying to get back into it, and because of that, I ended up with four or so uh, different achievements. I got the a lot of these are like low stuff, but I got the Know Thy Enemy uh, by having an honorable killing uh, hit on five different races. I got the That Takes Class, which is getting honorable killing on one of each classes. 500 honorable kills, which, like I said, I don't do a lot of PvP, and so that's pretty big for me. And then, in the midst of all that, I did do my little hug macro. And I, once one of the once one of the horde were down, I did my little hug on him, and I got my make love, not Warcraft. So it seems like I'm doing a lot of PvP stuff last week, based on what the achievements I rolled up were.
1: All right, but well, that's excellent. So, um, I heard you have some to tell us about what's going on with Blizzard.
0: Yeah, there's a real neat thing going out there with the uh, the World of Warcraft mouse that they have available right now. When you're launching the game, you'll probably see it uh, this week and last week, probably even in the weeks to come too. But it's a nice little 15-button mouse uh, that comes complete with 130 preset game commands. Uh, I think it runs about 100 bucks. You can get it online. You can get it best buy or GameStop. And there's some little bit of controversy going on with this particular mouse. It kind of's on two sides of everything. The first side of it is that Blizzard themselves kind of went back and forth on whether or not this mouse was an actual cheat or not, because you could have all the different macros at at the click of a button, and at first they're saying, no, no, we're not going to allow this thing, and there were some software changes done to the mouse. Now, that's opened up a whole other aspect of things where people saying, well, if there was a software change done on the mouse, then someone else is going to be able to recreate those actual software changes, so that's something you have to keep an eye on whether or not Blizzard will still allow those types of gaming mice to be in. But it's a neat looking mouse. I haven't actually messed with it physically yet. It looks really neat. Uh, Some of the other complaints that people are talking about is the fact that it doesn't feel like a normal mouse. And one of the things you have to keep in mind is this is a gaming device. I really think they should have called it a gaming mouse or a gaming device as opposed to just calling it a mouse. Because really is not something you would want to use on a daily basis if you use your computer for anything outside of the World of Warcraft. For instance, if you are use it for work, or use it for homework, or use it for research, or whatever else you're using it for, that mouse may not be the best option for you. Um, however, in-game, it seems like it's going to be a, a really neat thing to have if you are a mouse-centric person uh, for the game.
1: And the mouse does have sixteen million colors, doesn't it say that?
0: Yeah, you can make the little mouse have different colors and that's you know, that's something that's really big on me, but you can change the LEDs to whatever little hue you want it to to uh, reflect and show for you.
1: Well, some of us like shiny things.
0: That's right. It's a shiny object syndrome, that's right.
1: Yes. So
0: moving on in some listener questions here. Uh, we got a couple this week. If you want to participate in the listener question, just send your question to contribute at hearthcast.com and Francoface and I will take our time to answer your question for you. Please include at least your character name so we can give a little shout out. If not, include your uh, you know your race and your class and your guild and your serving. You can include as much information as you want. Uh, so the questions this week got one here from Moss Twin. Moss Twin says that he plays on a PvP server because all his friends play on a PvP server. And he's tired of getting ganked all the time. He says, is there anything you can do or suggest that will help me not get ganked so much? And as a cloth beat, I have that same problem, or had that same problem, where i get online and, and I'd find them trying to quest and I would get ganked, you know, because here I'm a little warlock and trying to level up and someone's going to come down and, and and rain their ganky loveness all over me. And so what I found, just by trial and error basically, is there are a couple things you can do to reduce your ganking. Number one is know what time that most of the opposing faction is playing. What I have found as an alliance is that most of the time the opposing faction is not on early in the morning. So I typically will get up in the morning about, you know, 6 o'clock my time, not server time, but my time and get my daily quests done out of the way. Don't seem to find a lot of of opposition while I'm doing those. The second thing I do is I group with somebody, namely Freckleface. I find someone to group with on my daily quest so that, you know, there's there's safety in numbers. This applies directly to the World of Warcraft as well. So I'm not going to get bothered by a lot of these people coming out ganking because they're going to see me and go, well, there's a couple there. Uh, I might take a chance. I might not. Most of the time they don't. We have had a couple of people come and take chances on us, but for the most part, Freckleface and I have just uh, totally, you know, owned their faces on that one. The other thing I do is, it goes back to the time, is if I want to get on in the afternoons or evenings, especially late night or weekends, when I know that the opposing faction is going to be in full force, that's what I'm typically going to do. Either do my instances, my ratings, or just pretty much stay away from the general areas unless I'm in a group. I might go into, if I really want some PvP action, I'll go into, as I said, like like I'm doing last week, I'll go into a battleground and take care of that. But for the most part, I just look at the time, I look at the group, and I try to stay away from my people during that. So hopefully, you know, look at the time and get in with a good group, and you should be okay with that.
1: You know, another thing, if I can add this in, route, when you do see a hostile player, I always use my emotes to, you know, either wave or greet them or smile or do something um, friendly. And a lot of times they won't attack you when they might have otherwise. That's
0: very true. There is there's that always that moment where you first see the other person and they see you, and if you smile or say, a lot of times I'll say no or something. Just let them know that hey, I'm not planning to attack you, because uh, I'm not much of a of a ganker myself. Um, so I, you know, try not to do anything to them, and, and they they typically uh, leave me alone. Also, the other thing that I do, I just I just came to mind, is when I am out solo questing uh, as a warlock, I will put up as much PVE or PvP stuff that I can, rather. Uh, For instance, my succubus is up, and she's ready to uh, seduce whoever comes around. So I have up, you know, I'm ready for it. But for the most part, you know, people do leave you alone as long as you like. Like Freckleface said, if you emote something to them on a nice level, don't spit or them and make a rude gesture. But if you're nice to them, they're typically nice back to you.
1: Okay. And our next question is from Aston. He says he's currently a 72 Shadow Priest, but the guildmates are always asking him to respect holy to help out instances. And he's not sure if that's something he wants to do. Um, That always is a tricky tricky transition being there. um, Because as a holy priest, it's hard to quest. It really is. So when you're 72, you're trying to level up to 80. It's not easy to go around and try to get that leveling you need. But on the other hand, healers are kind of in short supply right now. And I've even seen people spam trade chat offering to pay healers. So when you are in a guild and you do have someone in there who is a healer, you know, you want them to come help you out um, so that your group can get instances done. Um, And, you know, my only piece of advice would be that if they want you to help them out, um, see if you can't get them to help pitch in for your respec cost, which seems to be only fair. You know, they're going to use you to heal um, and have them help out because it can get expensive to respec. And even what what was coming out in the next patch, the dual specking. That is a thousand gold to just pay down all at once so you can switch back easily. Um, and if you need some help with that, you know, don't be hesitant. Ask your guildmates. That's what they're there for.
0: Right. You know, and I know a lot of guilds are uh, already starting to put aside some money for their healers. And um, other people who are, you know, really going to help them out for the respec in order for them to get that dual spec uh, talent done. Especially with the healer, because, you know, just like you said, it's so hard to level up as, uh, as holy. And then once you get to a point where you're, you're helping your guildmates out, they really want you to be holy. And it's kind of a tough place to be. So I think that is really something that's going to help out once a dual spec uh, comes along. However, it's a thousand gold to get done. And for some people, that's easy to get. And other people, they just really struggle to get that kind of money. So don't, just like Freckleface said, don't don't be hesitant about asking your guildmates or your guild itself for monetary assistance in doing that.
1: Now, last week, um, Root gave us uh, a very good discussion. It was about various types of macros, how they can improve gameplay. This week, we're kind of switching gears. We're talking about the social aspect of the game, which is very important because the best rewards in the game are given... For tasks that do require collaboration and cooperation. And with us today is Jonimus. Now, Jonimus is the guild master of the Faces of Azeroth from Gorgonash. It's been around at least two years and um, it's a very successful guild. So, John, how did you get into playing WoW? Uh,
2: I got into playing WoW because of uh, Cena and uh, Dothar Face, we are founding members of the guild along. Along with me and Flowerface Face and Face and a couple others. I had no intentions of playing. I, they just, they just ended up convincing me to play after after uh, after a while. So,
1: so there were some real-life friends that got you into it?
2: Yeah, yeah. Real-life friends that got me into it. I wish they hadn't, but yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, and how long have you been playing? Five years. Wow.
2: Five years now, yeah. Five years actually, well, no, no, I'm sorry, four, four and a half years, actually. Four
1: Have you been playing since it launched?
2: I've been playing since a little after launch, not not right when it launched, but yeah, a little bit after launch, I've been playing. They started playing first, they played about five or six months before I did, and then they just, because I used to play request, and they got me to play, they finally just wore me down, asking me every day to play. But initially, I was not gonna play. I had no intentions of ever playing WoW, let alone starting a guild, let alone ever level capping any characters. So, yeah, interesting story. Yeah, I never, I never wanted to play.
0: <laughs> so, four and a half years ago, your friends get, get with you and and convince you to leave EverQuest, start playing World of Warcraft, and you guys decided to film, to uh, to form rather a guild, Faces of Azeroth. Now, tell us a little bit about how you formed that guild. Like, did you have to go around and and pay people to, to, for for signatures, or, or you know, what was the big formation of the faces of Azra?
2: Well, it started off with, with just the five of uh, us. It, it was like said, it was me with my my original uh, my original uh, main character, which is my powder and Fugly Face, Flower Face, Dot Eye Face, um, uh, Pie Face, and uh, Champ Face, and uh, Basically, I mean, they got—they finally got me to play. They, they, none of us were in guilds, you know. We we're all still relatively new to the game. They had been on about three three months before me, and you know, so they were higher levels. But I, you know, I decided, you know, started playing. I like the game, you know. I bought it, so I ended up just saying, you know, well, you know, I'm going to start a guild. And just, you know, so we have a place to talk and so forth. So I was able to get the, uh, you know, I quested. I was able to get the the. Uh, the gold needed to to get the uh, charter and just had people sign the charter. Certain people said I was starting a guild and you know I, I had I already had the the names of of the five people so I just needed five signatures they didn't have to pay anybody for it you know once once I had people in there you know, to sign the charter I just you know I just you know just asked them to do it as a favor they they just signed it and most of them just left anyway, so
1: so you had five of your friends and five people that you asked to sign the charter so, what is your strategy for recruiting new people to the guild?
2: I don't know, there's no real strategy, I guess. I mean, I really I I don't like the whole idea of having having to spam a trade or or general chat for, for recruiting people. You know, I think it's it's just kind of annoying and just kind of pointless because you'll get you'll get, you know, 50 billion different people asking, you know, oh Lord, what kind of guild is this? You know, what do you guys do? Do you guys do this? Do you guys do that? Is there, is there this kind of requirement? You know, and I, to me, the, the recruiting process, at least for me, is you know, you know, group around with some people. If I see them around, they seem, you know, pretty cool, you know, friendly, seem to know what they're doing, or or just you know, just like to play, not necessarily, or still new to the, still new to the game, and just want to learn, learn more. That that's really what it comes down to. It's just like any of these things. If I see them. You know, and I think they might they, they could possibly be a good addition to guild if I see potential or just or just if they're just good people and just wanna have fun playing on a casual level, that's that's really I guess the criteria for me recruiting someone. I mean it would what I really base recruiting off of.
0: So you you're in it for more so. of the uh the social aspect versus the spamming of in the recruitment channel or trade channel anywhere else. So you more like group with them see if they know what they're doing and see if they have fun in the game if so toss them an to invite is that what I'm hearing
2: yeah this, this is pretty much it I mean it's you know there's to me the, the way run the guild is just it's it's more it's more casual based anyways for people that are, that are casual players that just want to play you know get on and play you know do whatever you know the, you, you want to go do an instance we go do an instance you want to go pvp we go pvp you want to just mess around and chat you can just mess around and chat it's fine you know, it, it to me, it's just the, the way I see running the guild. has never been about, oh, you know, you, you know, you have to be here at X at X time, you know, or you know, you're you're out, or if you don't if you don't log in for 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 a week, you know, we're gonna kick you out of the guild. You know, it's not to me that's that kind of defeats the purpose of the whole entire game. Games are supposed to be fun; they're not supposed to be another job.
0: I hear now in a lot of guilds I've been in, we've had a lot of problem with uh, turnover rates or people who are always leaving how do you
2: solve that how do you keep people in the guild keep people in the guild by you know just keeping them really first and foremost i mean there's some people that they see the game like a job you know well i have to go and get such and such gear i have to have the best gear so you know i have to do this i have to do that you know what i mean you know and again like i said it's the game is not a job it's it's a game you know, it's, it's supposed to be fun. To me, that's it starts. It stops being fun when it when it when it starts being about things like that. I mean, it's it's fun to get gear, yes. You know, but not when, you know, that that's when you kind of lose the whole whole fun aspect of it. I think is when when you just look at it more as like a job. You know, like, you know, I have to do this. I have to be here by X amount of time and do this, do that. I don't like that. You know, never have. To, you know, that's it's kind of dumb to me to keep it to keep it. People from turning, I guess, is just to keep them happy. All right, we'll do stuff when we can do stuff. You know, some people don't like that, you know, and, and that's fine. You know, they could go, they could go find the guilds, but you know, most of the people, I mean, and you know, Franklin will tell you this: a lot of people do come back to the guild because they they just like it here. You know what I mean? And some people that aren't in the guild anymore and have decided to move on to the guild still closely associate with a lot of the members in this guild because of the fact that they they like. They, they like the people here, you know. So.
1: And what type of guild events do you run?
2: Whatever, whatever we can. I mean, we used to we used to do more, a lot more PVP. We've been doing more PVE lately, you know, just because you know PVP right now isn't really all that fun. But um, anything really, anything that, that that we can get together do, we'll try to do. I mean, you know, one thing about playing casually and then being on a West Coast server and being, and me myself being on East Coast time is, you know, schedules are always thrown out because You know, we got people from, from the mid, you know, we got people from the West, we got, you know, people from up north, even, you know, we got people from, from Canada, you know. So the timing's always off. So it's, it's hard to get stuff together, but we, we usually find a way to, you know, to get everyone doing something at least at some point. You know, people, people get together, we do stuff,
0: they have fun well fun's a a big aspect of it and you know you've already mentioned you're a social guild and you're doing a lot of stuff in game and I I, I love the fact that you keep mentioning that it's a game it's not a job Uh, it should never become or be looked at as a job it should definitely be looked at as a form of entertainment and you know speaking of the social level have you ever met any of the players in your guild in real life and if so how many?
2: Yeah, actually, I have. I've met, i I've, I've met a couple of them in uh, in real life. I mean, um, I'd probably say, see, a lot of them actually are are local people, are people that live live here. You know, what I mean, um, you know, again, you know, I started off the game with 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 real life friends, with my four other uh, real life friends. Then uh, then two two of my other real life friends ended up joining the the and, you know. And then uh, I met I met other people through them. You know, I met I met Freckle, you know, in real life because, you know, her her husband was one of the first kind of the founding members of, of the guild. You know, so I was able to meet meet her through him and and other people. I mean, just friends, friends of theirs, and so forth that actually joined the guild, and friends of other friends. You know, so it's it's you know it's probably all along maybe about five or six people I've actually met in real life from real life friends that I knew that initially started playing this game, and a couple of others, a couple of other people actually come to think of it, that I met that have been in the guild, that I have met in real life, you know, so I don't know, probably maybe, come to think of it now, maybe in total, seven or eight people that I didn't actually know in real life, you know, beforehand, so, and I'm pretty sure probably, it probably won't be the last time either, so. I think it always makes it more
0: fun when you do get that 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 personal touch when you get to meet people. It makes it more fun to me.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think it's a lot of fun. You know, it's it's cool. You know, just to, you know, it, of course, you know, WoW brings people together, but you know, it can, you know, you also find other things you, you know, you have in common outside of WoW. It's just it's just it's like anything else, it's a meeting place, I guess. You know, even though it's online, you know, a way for people to connect.
1: So. Exactly. You know, but as fun as it is to play with friends, you know, whenever you have a large group of people, um, at least at some point, there will be two people who get in a fight um, or someone's going to act immature. So how do you handle drama in the guild?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, but that's <laughs> the same, I guess, I would with, with real life friends that were, that were having a, you know an argument. Just You know, just kind of, you know, be the... It, as as GM, you, you gotta be kind of the middleman. You gotta be the, the mediator. You know, hey, you know what's what's going on, or you know just just talk. Usually, what my approach is, just talk and hear each side of the story first. Is usually what you know what I'll do and try to decide what the best course of action is from there. Right? You know, you know so if somebody's having a disagreement, they don't like what somebody else said, or you know so forth. You know talk to them about it and, and see if there could be a resolution a peaceful resolution because usually I mean again you know we're all playing a game I mean if if you do something within gaming a character it's not like you're doing it to them in real life but you know some people forget that sometimes it happens you know you just get you know just like anything you just get caught up in the moment so right I usually, Yeah. so I usually I, I usually try to Take the same approach I would with real-life friends. Get both sides of the stories. Try to mediate the situation. If there's no resolution, then you know, usually, then yeah, whoever's the, the bigger problem is usually going to be the one that has to go. But usually, it doesn't really have to come to that. I've, I've It's rarely, you know, ever had, had you know, really ever has had to come to that. I think maybe one time, you know, it's had to come to that. But usually, you know, people. People, have, people are pretty nice for the most part, and usually, usually, I'll say, I use that loosely. They're, they're mature enough to understand and know. Well, hey, all right. Well, maybe I am acting out of line, and I'll, I'll, I'll cool it. You know, it is just a game. Sorry. You know, most, most people, most people at least, and I like to think most people on the skilled are like that. So, you know, and so far it has been that way.
0: You know, you hit on a good point when you said, you know being a GM, you got to do certain things and handle certain situations. Now, how exactly do you structure, like, the ranks and privileges of your guild members?
2: Uh, really, it depends on... To me, it depends on, really, I guess, in the sense, to a sense, to a degree, seniority, but also what, what you know, they contribute in terms of, you know... like Again, like I said, it's not thing you know, there's there's a requirement a requirement made of them, but if they um uh, if they feel they want to contribute more on on you know on a bigger aspect, you know, want to do, do a little bit more, and I feel that they're responsible enough to do it. That's usually what I'll i base ranking on. I mean, and yeah, and also seniority. even somebody's been here long enough, you know, just just so they 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 feel recognized and, and appreciated, you know, I'll get uh, I'll rank them up, you know, just so that they know. Hey, I, I haven't
0: forgotten about you, you know. <laughs> a little pat on the back.
2: Yeah, hey, you know, we I mean, forgot about you, you know. We still love you, so yeah, that's what that is.
1: So and what do you one. think is the biggest challenge of being a guild master? Um,
2: really, I guess it's 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 um uh, setting things up. I would say. I mean, I can see where where raiding guilds, you know, I don't know why what's you know why they get probably so um uh, anal as they do because of because of how they have to set things up, you know, and, and wanting people to be on schedule. You know, it, it can be frustrating sometimes, but it's nothing. It's nothing I ever take personally. Like you know, if someone doesn't show up, I'm I i do not get upset. Damn it! You know, they didn't show up. You know. What's their problem? You know, it's it happens. People, you know, people have stuff they gotta do in real life. You know, what I mean, this game, and again, like I said, this game, this game is not another job. It's here for enjoyment. You know, what I mean, and really, I mean, if you got something better to do in real life, well, hey, you know, go do it. You know, or if there's something you need to do in real life, well, you know, don't don't let the game stop you. No. you know, so really, I mean, that's that's probably the toughest the toughest challenge probably. Having to do big things like raids and so forth is probably the, the toughest thing, or, you know, toughest responsibility of, of running a guild if, if you're doing it for that. So.
0: so you said basically scheduling enough people to do stuff would probably be the hardest part. What do you think the the most fun I and mean, what is your favorite thing about being a guild
2: master in World of Warcraft? And it's like being in charge, man. It's just a power trip. Right? <laughs> <laughs> It's like being in charge, that's, that's that's all it is. I like being like, All right, this is what we're gonna go do. <laughs> nah, but um, seriously, I I, don't know, I just I like it, you know, because I like I like to help, I like to help out, you know, that's that's my main thing. I like helping, helping people out, helping them out. You and know, just you know, so we could all do, do something fun together. I mean, that's really the most important to get out of it, you know, whether it be having to make somebody something, you know, some gear, or you know, having to run through something or. You know, or just if it's just even just talking, you know, just talking about something, you know, whether it be in game related or, or not, you know, that's that's really what I enjoy. You know, I just like I just like to help out. I just like to just like to be there. So that's that's my favorite part. I guess about being a good master. I mean, because in that sense, you know, usually people do come to you about big issues and stuff like that. You know, I don't mind that. You know, I've always considered myself at least to to a degree a helpful person. You I know, like helping. That
0: would be it. Well, John, listen, we really appreciate your time that you've given us today and for our entire listeners. But let me ask you one additional question. If there was one piece of advice that you could give to somebody who was just either starting the game or coming back to the game or, or just really just stuck in the game, what would that one little piece of advice that you could give to somebody, what would it be?
2: Mm. Go find a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Or a boyfriend. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> nah, uh, uh, honestly, I, I would be taking it, just, just like the tips say, taking it in moderation. I mean, it, it's it's a game. It's here for fun. I mean, you know, and uh, I would say if, if, if you're not if you're not already in a relationship, then good for you. Yeah, play as much as you want. Take advantage of it play as much as you want. But, yeah, uh, real life first, I guess. You know, just take it in moderation, but have fun with it. It too seriously it's just it's just a game it doesn't have to be you know you don't have to get on and be like oh my god you know i i, I need to make gold and oh my god i need i need the best I need my you know i need this and that you know it's just just all right get get whatever it is that you want to get but have fun at least try to have fun doing it I mean, that's the whole point so i guess it, it, that would be my advice so to have fun with the game have fun, take it in moderation, you know, don't, you know, just don't take it too seriously. You know, just the, the most important thing
0: is have fun.
2: That's That would be it.
0: Well, I like that. Again, I want to thank you for your time. Spin and Jonimus from the Faces of Azeroth, the Guild over on Gorgonash. And, John, uh, thanks again for your time. No problem.
1: Yes, thank you, John, for that insightful discussion. Um, this week we have. We want to talk about add-on the week. Um, first one we talk about is Q bar. Oh, one Q-bar, of my favorites. Q bar is an excellent mod. What it does is that when you receive a quest item that you need to use, it will automatically put it into a bar for easy for easy use. So you're not having to search through your bag to try to find it. And it's especially helpful for something that you have to use repeatedly use that item there just as soon as you get it, it shows up on your bar and it's smart it doesn't put all items that are classified as quest items in there like if you if you're collecting items and you turn them in because you don't need to click on those it's just the ones that you need to actually use to complete the quest
0: right now some of the things i like about cue bars you have the option of putting that bar wherever you want it whether it be a horizontal or a vertical layout um, and like like freckles said what you're going to get are your usable quest items that you have to click on or, or used in a quest to summon something or to sharpen something or to shine something or whatever the case might be. I would say if I had a negative on it, it would be that the way the bar expands, it kind of expands from the middle out. So it doesn't expand to the left, it doesn't expand to the right, it expands both left and right. So if it's something you can place in the middle somewhere, you're fine. But if you're trying to place, place it on a far right or far left side of your screen it does tend to uh, expand rather uh, difficultly there. It kind of messes things up. But the other thing I like about it, I am still pretty much a keyboard centric player and it does allow you to bind, it automatically will bind a key to the last item you clicked on for your in, in the cue bar. For instance, if you're doing a daily quest it requires you to throw fish at a walrus to get it across the stream. As soon as you throw your first fish, it's going to bind whatever key you told it to to that particular item, so now you can walk backwards and continue pressing whatever key you bound to it and just walk backwards and then throw the fish all day long. I like that because, I'm a, like I said, I'm primarily a keyboard-centric player.
1: It's a really awesome mod. Um, you can install it through WoW Matrix, like we've talked about in our earlier episodes, and once you have it in there, you, when you want to configure it, you just type slash QB. You
0: can always do the QB lock, which is always a fun one. That When you type in QB lock, L-O-C-K. Um, that will allow you to move, it will unlock and lock your bar so you can move it around. So QB lock unlocks and QB lock relocks it. So that will help you out a little bit there.
1: Okay, and do you have an auction house tip for us this week, Ruth?
0: I always have an auction house tip every week. I love the auction house. Uh, we, as always, going to preface this by saying, get Auctioneer, run it every day, uh, so that you have the most current information about the auction available to you at your fingertips. And what we're going to talk about this week is cornering the market, which is more like setting your own market rate. Because there really is no way in the World of Warcraft to actually corner the market. Uh, Because as soon as you get your stuff up there, somebody else can come in and undercut you and have some more items up there at a different price. So there's no really, you can't really corner the market or have a monopoly on an item in the World of Warcraft. But the technique that I'm going to share will enable a person to set their own market price for a particular item. Now when I've got a bunch of stacks of something to list on the Auction House, the first thing I do is check how many of that same item is already listed and what market price they're actually pulling for it. If there's too many of them, like three or four pages, I'm not going to bother with it. I'm going to hold off. See, the, and likewise, if there's no listings, I'm also going to wait as well. Perfect time to list is when there's like about a page or so of that item listed. For example, Heavy Berean Leather. A full page of those, they typically can sell for about 1,500 gold. Now if I'm able to, I'm going to buy out the rest of all those items. If I have a stack of however many I've got, if I can buy out a page or so of whatever item it is, Berean heavy leather, I'm going to do so. Now once those are off off the, the auction house, I'm going to set my own market price on my stacks of whatever item that is, in this case Berean leather. So I'll throw them up there, typically a gold or two or three higher than whatever I just bought everything out, out at. Then as soon as my market price is set and I'm listed all my items, I run back to my mailbox, I pick up all the stuff I just purchased off the auction house and I run back to the auction house and I list those at my current market rate. Now when you do that, if you up the price by about two or three gold, you can easily see a profit of 30 gold on the items you just bought, not the ones you listed previously, but the ones you just bought to, to actually set your market price. Now I mentioned not to list when there's no competition. This sounds kind of off because a lot of times you think, hey, if there's no competition, I can set the market rate or whatever I want, when it sounds like the same thing I did when I bought the competition out, but it's not. The auction house always works on a supply and demand rule set. No competition isn't a good thing. It typically means that there's no demand for it, which then translates into no profit. So you have to watch the auction house. You have to know what's moving. You have to know what people are buying, and if possible, know why they are buying it. So to sum it up, if you can buy out any existing competition, do so. Then list your items at a higher market rate, and relist the items you just purchased. It's a quick and easy way to make some gold.
1: Wow, well, that's excellent. I'll make sure to try that out this week, Ruth. You know, I was questing uh, an ice crown, and I fought a falconer. And the bird actually dropped um, a mordacious talent. And it was such, it was a great item, but it sounded so interesting to me that I went ahead and kept it. Um, and the word mordacious actually means biting or given to biting. And considering that it did drop off um, a bird, obviously it fit very well. So um, so when you do see that gray, I don't even know, hey, mordacious means biting. So.
0: That's our word of the week.
1: Word of the week. Yes, it is.
0: That's awesome. Mordacious.
1: You know what else I did this week, Root? What
0: else did you do this week, Fresco? I <laughs> did
1: a raid on Ogremar. Don't say. Well, I didn't run it. I joined it. Because there is a a person on our realm who actually has a reputation for running these raids. Because when he does it, he, he does it right. We had two groups, about 60 people. Now, mind you, his strategy was split into different groups, take over different parts of the city. So, I was there for about an hour before I had to go. And we had the Mage Tower seized so that anyone who ported in from Dalaran got automatically killed. We kept the Flightmaster dead so no one could leave that way. And anyone who, flo- who flew in... Obviously they flew in, saw a bunch of us at the top tower... And they were either killed immediately... Or they had to go... Huh, this is a mistake. since we also had the Auctioneers dead... And the Bankers dead. And they kept that up for a good hour. And when they finally... When the Horde finally got a counter raid together... And they were killing off this... Our raid leader... Organize it so that after a lot of us had died and we we're getting ready to res, we all rezzed about the same spot and at the exact same time. So we were able to start reclaiming our territory again, even though they had kind of started to wean off our numbers. And it is really interesting the way Blizzard has kind of encouraged these city raids as annoying as they are, because there's three different achievements that tie into it. You know, there's the one where you go out and you kill the different leaders of the home cities. You get a special mount for killing all of these. In addition to that, there is another achievement for killing the opposite faction in their home cities. Five players of each in their home cities. And then there is another one for killing 50 players in your home cities. So while we're fighting, there's several people in our our raid group who are getting achievements for killing the horde players in that city. And then some of the horde players are getting achievements for killing 50 of us. So even though we were attacking them, they were kind of benefiting from it too. Um, and the funniest thing was that they went on the forums and demanded ten thousand gold in ransom to drop the siege of the city. <laughs> They'd actually put up some meat in the neutral auction house and said, "Hey, you know, if someone buy this meat, we'll back off." That's um, great. So the raid lasted lasted for a good while, but like I said, it I had to go; I couldn't say to see how it finished. But it's pretty funny.
0: Now, see, I've been on the on the other end of that uh, with my uh, bank tune, who's a level three gnome rogue, and I've been sitting there in Ironforge, and all of a sudden Ironforge is under attack, and you know, I'm watching all the eighties try to get stuff. And I just, I kind of go go find a place to hide because uh, I'm, you know, level three. I'm not going to do squat. You know, I'm just there to uh, to watch it and to try to profit for something on the auction house. So, <laughs> so I'm not going to go do anything. But that does sound like a lot of fun, especially. When we have, or you have a a organized effort like that, and that's something I've always liked about our guild is, is we get in there, we get on the vent server, and when we're in a raid or instance or whatever, it's always quite organized. Do this, down here. You do this, you do that. I need help. Whatever the case might be, but it's always very organized, and I really, really, truly appreciate that about our guild. And I'm sure you did about that huge raid.
1: I really did. It made it a lot more fun to have it organized and not just fall apart as soon as we got a little resistance.
0: Outstanding. Well, you know what? Tune in next Tuesday for our full-length podcast where our main topic is going to be all about grouping. We're going to give you the tips and tricks you need to get the best out of any group you're in. And don't forget, you can also visit us each and every day online at HearthCast.com for our daily shortcasts.
1: And if you'd like to be part of our show, just email us at contribute at and we'll be right in touch with you. So, thanks for listening. Until next time, this has been Freckleface and Root from Hearthcast.com.